Hey, it's your girl, Allison Williams. Hey, this is Devon Howard. Hi, this is Beth. Hi, this is Cindy Mizell. Hi, this is Tony Walker. Hey, what's good, y'all? This is Darian Dean. Hey, everybody. This is the Queen of Philadelphia, Tangeray Hayward. Hey, everybody. This is Yesterday. Hi, this is Mason. Hey, everybody. This is Russell Taylor. Hey, this is Shereen Crutchfield. And this is Ricky Jones. And we are Crutchfield Jones. Hey, this is Corey Day. Hey, this is your girl, Castella. What's up, y'all? This is St. James, and you're listening to my man Troy Saunders on the Bass Entertainment Podcast. Let's get it, baby. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Bass Entertainment Podcast. It's your host here, Troy Saunders. Yeah, I got to give myself some hand claps from time to time. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Hey. I am so glad you all are here. I'm so you so glad you've been listening to this podcast. In case this is the first podcast episode that you turned into, I don't know where you've been, but welcome. You know, we are 74, 75 episodes in where we promote and play and talk to the best in indie soul, jazz, R&B, house, inspirational. Let me tell you, if it's just good, heartfelt music, Hey, we're going to promote it here. So you're in the right spot if you love to hear good, heartfelt, to the soul music. Yes. Welcome. In case you didn't know, we are listened to in 32 countries and um, on all internet platforms. So if you have somebody else that's listening or once you think uh, will like this podcast, hey, tell them to go to wherever they listen to via Spotify, um, Apple iTunes, oh, it's an Apple podcast, should we say, Google, um, um, iHeart, Pandora, you name it, we're there. So just type in Bass, B-A-A-S, tell them to type in B-A-A-S, entertainment.com, and uh, check us out. Yo, we have so many great artists on here, and today is no exception. Today... We have an artist that's been on the indie soul scene since 1999. I've been following her since I was a little kid. <laughs> Last on that one. Because <laughs> I wasn't a little kid. But yeah. Um, and I just love her sound. I love her music. I love her spirit. And her name is Hill Street Soul. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> hey. You know what? Before we... Um, chat with Hill. Let's play a song. I'm going to go back to 1999 to one of her first endeavors, and I'm going to play a song that she had on a disc that really perked up my ears, and it's called For Your Love. Yo, check this out. Sends me, sends me 
Taking you back to 1999, y'all. That's uh, For Your Love. Without further ado, I just want to bring this young lady on and have her talk to us and get into the history. And um, here we go, yo. Yes, welcome, Miss Hill, Street Soul. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. And yourself? I am well. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Fantastic. Fantastic. We were chatting just a little bit earlier before we got on, before we were live. And when I was um, explaining how I loved her music for years, when uh, a friend of mine reached out to me, Mr. Lorenzo Johnson, he asked me, he said, who would you love to have on the show? And I said, uh, Hill Street Soul. And he said, oh, I can get that for you. I can get her. Yeah. And within an hour, <laughs> you know, it was all hooked up. So I got to give a shout out to Lorenzo Johnson. Thank you, Lorenzo, man. Excuse <laughs> Johnson, yeah. So um, the fact that, you know, you, you asked about me, obviously. And um, yeah, that's incredible. And obviously, yeah, we were speaking behind behind the scenes and you know the fact that you've been listening to my music since i started out is yeah mm-hmm. I, I i feel very humbled <laughs> well please i mean it's it's deserving i mean that's that's one thing i love about um this podcast and the indie scene is that there's so many people that are in it and there's so many people doing great things that there's always something new there's always um an energy there i believe that's not found in the regular radio that's, you know, what we hear on the radio on a norm. Yeah, for course, for sure. I mean, there's so much, especially obviously with the internet and everything, um, and artists being able to just kind of release music on their own accord. Yeah, there's so much music to kind of discover and, you know, and hear that's that's fantastic and great out there, like you said, that you wouldn't hear on mainstream radio. So, yeah, amazing. And, and the funny thing about it is like... Um, like I went back and played some from from something from 1999, and there's some people out there that might not might not have ever heard that song. I know, right? It's funny because um, yeah, because obviously I started my career around that time, and I did take a there was like a long break I took in between, uh, um, and then obviously having come back now with a new album, um, I've noticed there's yeah, there's like you know obviously people that have been following me from day one. Um, but then obviously I've also acquired like a, a whole new audience as well. So it's amazing. And it's great for me as an artist because it just shows uh, me that I was, you know, on the right path in the sense of my music is obviously timeless. And that is what what my aim was when I started out. I wanted to make music that would stand the test of time, really. Um, just like some of the old greats that I grew up listening to, I kind of wanted to, you know, emulate that as well. So let me ask you a question. now. 
You were born in Zambia. That's correct. Yeah, I was born in Zambia, which is sort of like south of Africa. Um, not not South Africa, but in the south of Africa. Um, but left there really young, like at a very young age, because my dad, um, by profession, uh, was a banker. Um, however, he did start off, um, you know, he's a clever clog, so I don't really take after him in that sense, but <laughs> he's really clever. So he was studying, um, you know, like banking and what have you. So he was posted to the UK. And so we all just came as a family. So I came to the UK when I was really, really young. Um, and then he, you know, was uh, given a job as a banker. Um, and that's basically yeah, how we came to the UK. But we, you know, we came as a family. Oh, good. Well, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one older brother and two younger sisters. So there's four of us in total. Oh, good. Four, good. Uh, so I've got three other siblings, yeah. Does, does, <laughs> does everybody sing? It's, no, actually, I'm the only one. I think, yeah, I'm the only one that sings. Um, no, everybody else has got, yeah, very different professions. My brother sort of does um, TV broadcasting. My sister um, is a PA to a neurologist, My the one that's been beneath me. And then my youngest um, is in HR. So, yeah, I'm the only, I'm the only arty one. <laughs> right. And, but shoot, uh, you went to uh, Westminster um, University, I did, right? Yes, I did. I did, yes. I went there. I was studying um, biological sciences. Um, so the story behind that is, you know, being from an African kind of family, uh, the emphasis was always on like education. Like, you know, my, it was so important that we had to get educated. Um, and it just happened that when I was at school, I excelled in not all the sciences because I hated physics and I was no good at maths, but I loved biology and chemistry I wasn't so bad at. So I studied A-level in um, chemistry, biology, and I also did English literature. Um, I did it knowing that I wasn't going to pursue a career, you know, in in that field, but it was just more to have, um, you know, just to have that behind me, really, to say, okay, I've got my piece of paper, make the parents proud. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to wear a lab coat or anything like that. So um, as soon as I kind of finished university, I kind of, yeah, pursued my musical uh, path. I just went down the musical path, really. But then that's always, you know, that that piece of paper is always something to fall back on, also. Absolutely, and I think it was more. Um, I think it's just important anyway, just because it does expand your brain cells. <laughs> you know, and funny enough, because obviously being a singer songwriter, um, you know, I found um, having that background in English literature quite useful because um, I love using a lot of like. Um, yeah, I just love using a lot of imagery when I'm writing songs and stuff. So it, it's been useful in that sense, you know. So it was definitely worth, you know, doing. And, you know, obviously I've got a wider kind of range of, um, yeah, just, you know, knowledge and what have you. So I think it's um, it's not something that I regret doing at all now. Well, I was about to say the same thing. I said, since you write a, a lot of your songs, you know. I do. I do. I try to because obviously that is... Um, you know, for a lot of artists, that is the bread and butter. So, and and quite frankly, I think it's important as an artist to try and, um, you know, express yourself and tell your story so nobody else can really tell the story for you. Um, so, I've, you know, I always try and um, express whatever emotions I'm going through or whatever I've, you know, um, seen that's that inspires me to write a song. So I always try and, yeah, put pen to paper as much as I can. But I never... Um, you know, I mean, if somebody comes to me with a great song, then I'm, you know, I'm always open to that as well. So it's not like I just, I've just shut myself up and said, no, I want to write all 
all my songs. I'm, you know, I'm not like that at all. I, I, I'm very open to, you know, singing other people's songs as well, if they fit in with my ideals and what have you. So, yeah. Well, you know, what I love also, and I think that's what conveys in your music, since you write most of it, it's more from the heart. So people feel it. It goes to their soul a whole lot quicker than a song that, you know, you didn't write or you didn't have a connection with. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I agree with you because, you know, I mean, even myself, when I'm listening to other artists um, and listening to their, you know, their their material songs that they've written, you get a better insight into them as a person as well and whatever experiences they've been through. So it, it really is important, I think, um, you know, if you're able to to kind of express yourself, yeah, through writing. Absolutely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Well, when you when you were growing up and listening to music, who were some of your inspirations since we talk about artists that you listened to? Well, I always say, I mean, in terms of um, vocalists, I've always been drawn to just really powerful female vocals. Appreciate a lot of the males as well. Um, but, you know, in terms of, you know, it's just like a whole host of artists, but I would say, you know, the people that really kind of, I suppose, had a major impact on me would be like Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston. Um, I remember listening to her when I was at school because um, every, every girl loved Whitney and wanted to be Whitney. So mm-hmm. uh, she's definitely in that category. And then you've got, you know, people like Shaka Khan and Gladys Knight and Tina Marie. There's so many of them. It's like I find it so difficult just to pinpoint like uh, one artist. And obviously a little bit kind of, um, you know, um, not so recent, but, you know, in, in recent times, people like Jill Scott, Erica Badu, um, you know, appreciate voices like um, Lauren Hill, you know, um, those are the kind of artists that I love singing to, you know what I mean? Like, or mm-hmm. listening to, rather. Um, but I, I, won't, I wouldn't just limit it to them, but they're the ones that are coming to mind um, right now. But I just, I love, you know, I just love um, singers with great voices, you know, and people like, you know, SWV. I just listen to a bit of everything, to be honest with you. Well, you know, that's the best way to be. I listen to everything, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I love, cause, you know, I love listening to the old stuff because I'm quite, um, you know, I'm quite nostalgic and I love listening to, you know, stuff that I used to listen to when I used to go to the clubs and stuff. So it's always, a, you know, yeah, it takes you back to that place, really. <laughs> well, you, well, I, but I can say one of my favorites is like you named her too, Miss Shaka Khan. I, ever since I was a little kid, yeah, I was just was bad. in was love crazy. with that woman. And I don't think there's too many people out there that have done as much as she has done in different genres. And, you know, but she's still Amazing. distinctively shocking no matter what. And so. she's still doing it now, you know, yeah. she's still out there doing her thing. So, I mean, people like that, yeah, they just inspire me. And, and then obviously, you know, yeah, and I love Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. I love Faith Evans. I love her voice. I love Layla Hathaway. Ooh, yeah. You know, those kind of, I just love like a different types of voices for it just depends what mood I'm in really so yeah I totally agree I totally agree oh (laughs) I was gonna play I was gonna play one more song since you know since everybody is still grooving off your version of a since we're gonna talk about them bad singers from back in the day that's the one that kicked it for me actually kicks my start kick-started my career actually (laughs) is until you come back to me and 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 it's still grooving to this day how many more? To this day. Yes. I, my label, my my very first label um, recently said that that is, that's the most popular song of mine 
um, on Spotify. So incredible, <laughs> even though I didn't write it, but yeah, did yeah, my but, little version of it. Yeah, and here <laughs> it is. Almost 25 years later, people still it's just still, Yeah, it is. It's incredible. It's to know that people appreciate it in that way. And also just the fact that it's a cover, you know, because sometimes, you know, when you do cover other artists' songs, I'm always a bit kind of tentative. I'm always a bit like, you know, reluctant because you just don't know how people are going to react. But I've been lucky. Yeah, I've been lucky. People love, love the version. So I'm happy, I'm happy about that. But did Aretha <laughs> hear when she was alive? I hope so. I hope so. I never got word from her, but I, I, I believe you know she she must have heard it. I like to think so, anyway. <laughs> I think so. I'm sure somebody said, "Girl, did you hear this?" <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah. So we go. We gonna play that until you come back to me. Now, all my, right. For those of you who are just getting on to this song, and I'm glad you are, but this came out in 1999, also. And oh, it's years a, ago, man. Wow. And it's I know. A, time flies, right? Right? <laughs> Where's it gone? <laughs> but you know, we still look young. Yes, upset. Yeah, definitely. And um, <laughs> you know, it helps that we've got filters on phones and stuff like that. And I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely. But you know what they say. Yeah. Good good black <laughs> don't crack. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I stand by that, definitely. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody, this is Until You Come Back to Me. You know, I, I'm not going to play the whole thing because for those of you who don't have the whole thing in your repertoire, this is just to tease you. You can say, you know what? I need to go listen to the rest of that song. Let me go on to Spotify. Let me go to <laughs> Apple iTunes. Let me go to Amazon. Let me download this. Okay. 
And and what if somebody went to still buy a hard copy of that album or CD? Do you still have those available? You know what? I ha- I've got vinyl. I have got some vinyl with that song on it, but um, CDs, I think they run out and I'm not sure that the label printed any more um, CDs. So you could probably get, you could probably get one floating around on eBay or something. Um or Amazon even, yeah. If you go on sites like that, they might you might be able to get a copy. Oh, wait a second, but you Very said You said vinyl. <laughs> I've got it on vinyl, yeah. So if I'm coming well, I'm hoping to come to the States um just to do a few shows. So if I do that, I will definitely be bringing some along with me. They're very heavy though, but I'll I will carry a few. What if somebody just <laughs> wanna buy one and they don't care, you just ship it to them? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So if you go to my website, um, which are, which is www.hillstreetsoul.com, you can actually purchase the vinyl from there. Yeah, you can. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Because, you know, I'm so glad that vinyl is starting to come back out and people are starting know, to appreciate right? it. It's so nice because it's like, you know, it's just that thing. You can open the sleeve and read up on it. And, and just to have that hard copy, I don't, all this downloading, obviously, it's part and parcel of what things are now. But yeah, I like hard copies as well. You know? Because the crazy thing about it, like you, you did um, a song with Dwelle. Yeah, and come over. I like. I know that voice. I know that voice. I got to <laughs> find out who's singing. But I know that voice. Why can't I? I said it's not Raheem Devon, but he kind of sound like Raheem. I said, who is that song? So I had to go do a whole lot of searching to find. Oh, out. Wow. And then I said, oh, because on on Spotify, it didn't say it doesn't say who the person singing the song with you. Okay, uh-uh. interesting. Hmm. So I was like, see, that's where you need the hard copy. That's why you need the album. <laughs> yeah, then you can read up on it and stuff. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that was um Duele that um, you know, agreed to do that duet. Amazing. So because he's just a vibe, isn't he, really? He's just got his own kind of yes, thing does. going. Yes. So that's why I said, but I know it, but I'm like, oh my God, why can't I think of the name? Where where's the credits? Where's the credits? <laughs> Gotta find it. So, yeah, I finally did find it. So, which we're going to get to that because I'm going to do a little. I, I played a couple of songs off the first album. And tell okay. me, how did you wind up getting a, a, a record deal? Were you just performing around London or and and then somebody sat in and said, oh, I would like to. Or did you know somebody? How did that all come together? Well, um, how did that come together? Right. OK, so um, I basically this is when I took a year out of university, actually. I wanted to just, um, I think I was in between sort of courses and I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do biomedical sciences or biological sciences. So I took a year out. And during that year, I decided I was going to actually pursue my music career and try and see what, you know, what was going to happen. Because at that time, I really didn't know how to get into the industry and who to talk to and that kind of thing. So um, I found a studio. I just looked it up in some music magazine, found a studio um in Holloway Road in the UK in London anyway um and went and recorded until you come back to me as an acapella because at that time I didn't have any producers or anything like that so when I recorded this the demo the uh the the owner of the studio heard my voice and said oh you've got an amazing voice but it'd be really good if you could just record some you know uh work with some producers so he introduced me to these two young guys who were like a part of the British rap group. Um, and that's how I kind of got introduced to them and started working with them. And off the back of that, um, the demo um, landed on um, on the A&R for Dome Records, who was the first label that signed me. And that's pretty much how 
it kind of got kick-started because that kind of introduced me to the label and then they, yeah, and then they basically signed signed me and then it just took on, from, you know, took off from there, really. Yo, we're checking. This is Noel Gordini and you're listening to my man, Troy Saunders, on the Bass Entertainment Podcast, baby. Well, what I yeah. love is that you have such a distinct voice also. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you think so, you know, because I think as an artist, that's probably something we all kind of desire. You want to stand out and, you know, be different. And so that when people hear hear your song, they know it's you. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that you, you think that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, the minute you hear your voice, you know exactly who it is. That's why I felt kind of bad. I said, well, is that Raheem or is that Dwelly? Even though they have... <laughs> They they have different voices, but the way he used it in that song, right? Okay, it kind it of been. you know it could have been either one of them. You know, f- far as my ear can uh, tell at the time, but I did narrow down the two of them. <laughs> which which I would say, like some of the artists nowadays, they don't have a distinct sound. I, you know what? I'm in agreement with you. I find it. Um, that's, that's why I think I listen to a lot of old, old stuff, because for me, yeah, everybody sounds different. Like, you know, when you're listening to, I don't know. Yeah. You're listening to Gladys Knight. No one sounds like her. You're mm-hmm. listening to Erica Badu. No one sounds like her. But I do feel like some of the newer artists, I can't distinguish either. I agree. And I can't really. I can't. And for me, it's so important to hear melody in songs you know i like hearing melody i like to hear the lyrics I, you know i just want clarity when i'm here listening to a song and i kind of don't feel like I, I get that with the new stuff so but that's just me my personal preference really well you know i'm hanging <laughs> i'm hanging with you on that one <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you know, not hating on anyone because obviously you know um yeah it's a creative process everyone's different but yeah i i kind of feel like that and i yeah that's probably why i listen to a lot of the old stuff mm-hmm. or you listen to a whole lot of indie stuff because one thing I still say about yeah, exactly. independent. There's a, lot. There's a lot to discover, yeah, in the independent world, definitely. And I, sometimes I turn around, and I was like, oh my God, I mean, there's so much new music out there. Where do I even you begin? You know? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you must get confused because, um, yeah, I think I've, I've noticed that as well. And I think this, the, you know, the, the current climate is such where there is so much music out there. So, it's so difficult to know where to kind of, you know, your ear. I suppose it has to just really like prick your ears and and stand out. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of music, definitely. Well, that's why, you know, on, on my Instagram and Facebook page, I put out uh, the bass song of the day. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah every, you do that an everyday thing that you do then? Yes, I do it every day. I think that's great. I think that's great. Because there's so much good music out there that, you know, I got to at least, you know, try to get, a little bit of something I can't uh, um, interview everybody right now, and because there's so many different artists, but I can at least highlight their songs. Listen yeah, and I have Amazing. so many. Yeah, I have so many people call me and say, "Oh my God, you know how many new artists and new songs I put in my repertoire from listening to your songs of the day?" Like a oh, wow. somebody I used to work with said, "You know, I picked out at least seventy songs already." <laughs> <laughs> he said, you t- "That's good. That's good." Right. So, um, people, you know? <laughs> so, so that means it's working. Yeah, no, it def- definitely must be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we we're gonna jump to 2002 because you know okay. that first album was so hot it lasted for like three years. People was just like moving <laughs> off of it. 
<laughs> no, it was an excellent introduction to who you are. Wow. Okay. And it's funny because obviously I'm, you know, I'm an artist based in the UK. So sometimes you don't sort of see how, you know, your, your, your music has been received abroad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, he, you know, hearing you say that, 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 that's kind of makes me feel good. Definitely. <laughs> well, I'm glad I can make you feel good because it's the truth. <laughs> you know? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so the second album in 2002 was Copacetic and Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you come up with that so title? That, <laughs> well, it was kind of like um, every time I wrote a project, I always kind of wanted to come up with a quirky title that would make, you know, make, make the music, the project stand out a little bit more. Um, so with that album, um, I'd actually transitioned to a, a different label, independent label, but they were quite, um, they're quite, they were like a major independent because they would, they worked with a lot of artists that, you know, kind of world renowned, um, like pop artists, if you like. So, um, I, yeah, so that it, that on that label, I got sort of a chance to kind of work outside of um, just me and uh, and Victor, who was the first producer that I worked with. So the first album was just me and him. It was just literally in the studio. We just you know um, putting churning out the songs, and it made it on the project. Whereas the second album, um, I got to kind of work with other people. One of them being. Um, Gordon Chambers, that's correct. Yeah, so he was flown over from the US, so I got to work with him, um, and then I spent a bit of time in, um, I think it was New Jersey, New Jersey, or yeah, or even New York. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, so I worked with um the Family Stand, um, and yeah, so that was an amazing experience and kind of opened me up a little bit more. Um, so yeah, so when the project was completed, it was just kind of like that title just came to mind. So obviously. <laughs> Copacetic and cool kind of just means, um, you know, feeling good, really. So, mm. and I think a lot of the times when I'm writing songs, I always like to write songs that hopefully will make people feel good, you know, because I kind of feel like there's so much um, negativity in the world. And and for me personally, music is is like an escape. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I use to escape reality in, in some ways, because sometimes, yeah, if I'm going through a bad day or whatever and... I put on my favorite artists or music, but it always uplifts me. So whenever I'm making music, I kind of try and keep that in mind as well and try and make music, even if it's, you know, even if it's like a, a what's a negative topic, but, you know, it could be a song about a breakup, but I always mm-hmm. try and kind of have like a little light at the end of the tunnel kind of um, message in there, you know, um, that's always been my thing. In case you didn't know, I am talking to the one and only Miss Hill Street Soul. I love it. And I feel the same way. Like uh, you were saying that and all I can think about whenever I'm feeling anxious about something, if I just put some music on, it just calms me down. It just, yeah, it just does. Honestly, it's the best, I think the best remedy really music. Um, you know, I think some people don't realize the power of music. Um, and I kind of, well, I definitely experienced that. Um, but even just when I'm performing live, um, you know, as an artist, you're on stage and, you're, you know, you're just doing your thing, just going through the motions and, you know, singing your heart out. And it's only when I've, you know, usually like when I'm finished and people come up to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, that song got me through this. 
oh, that was amazing. That just made that, you know, I had a really bad day, but you just, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, music definitely is a spiritual, powerful tool, I think. Yes, it is. I, you just made me, listening to you, I always remember, I, <clears throat> I went to London. Uh, when did I go to London? 2000 and, I believe it was 2004. It was the last time I went to London. I need to be back, go back again. It's been a long time. <laughs> been a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you need to make another visit, it sounds like. Yes, it does, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so once again, we want to get back to Copacetic and Cool. I would got off the subject. But uh, I went to play your, your top 20 song on Pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pieces. Yes. Yes. That's a very popular song, especially amongst the ladies. But it's just a bad, the groove to it is beautiful. You know, it just has a, a feel good to it. You know, you know, it makes you feel good. <laughs> so we go, we're going to check this out. This is from 2002, y'all. We're slowly waking our way up. It won't take us that long. I'm not going to hold you up too long. But uh, I just want to play a little bit. So I'm going to play p- uh, pieces. Check this out. Tease <laughs> Yeah. Love that song. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. I, I told people, like I said, I said, I'm just going to tease you. Because, you know, we got a, <laughs> almost a 25-year um, um, worth of music to get through. So we can't play the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to tease you. You know what? That, that's the difficulty I have. Like when I'm performing live, I'm trying to condense. Like you know, I've had five albums out, and trying to find what songs to do because you're always going to get somebody that says, "Oh, you didn't do this song, or you didn't do that song." So it is. It's really difficult. <laughs> mm, I, I please, I get it. I get it because, like I said, when the first album is all right, all right, we know what we go do we go do the first album. But then when you yeah, start getting into more and more, it's like, all right, all right, what songs I'm going to take out? You know, what's yeah. what's the most popular? Or like right now, I know 
there's a lot of people that love Shaka Khan and they they the fan base is saying, you know what? We heard ain't nobody a hundred times. We heard this a hundred times. We heard this a hundred times. Why don't you dig into the B sides of things and play the songs that a lot of people don't hear a lot? Okay. And she's been doing that. Well, she's starting to do a little bit more. She's trying to take one or two songs on the on the show and instead oh, okay. of the whole thing of all the hits. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, it, especially I feel like if you're not, um, if you're tired of singing that song, right? Yeah. Especially you've been singing it for 50 years. If you're tired of singing that song, <laughs> um, why don't you start singing the song that you really like to sing? And I think people will. There's always going to be someone in the crowd that's not happy, though, because they want to hear it. <laughs> Ain't nobody or, you know, that's the reality. <laughs> you want to hear the songs that we know of Shaka, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess I guess I have to uh, deal with the people that, that want to hear the hits, but I want to hear, you know, I want to hear some of them B-sides, yeah. you know, <laughs> twisted of somebody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it I think if you really sing it, then people can be like, ooh, I don't even know that song. I'm gonna go back and buy it. Cause I mean, I've heard people in concert sing a song that I didn't hear and but they did it so well. I'm like, oh my God, how can you be upset with that? Yeah. But somebody's gonna no, be I agree, upset. Actually. Right? I think it's if you can do that and yeah, make it sound fresh and yeah. appealing, then yeah, you can definitely turn you know, turn heads. Hi, this is Melvin Lee Davis, and you're listening to Troy Saunders on Bass Entertainment Podcast. Come on, get you some. Back to um, Copacetic and Cool, I was thinking also that you did a, a remake on there, also another remake, which I love your remake. You did For the Love of You, Isley <laughs> Brothers tune. For the Love of You, yeah. I did, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs, of, you know. Um, again, I, when I did it, I was like, mm, are you sure you're going to do this, Hills? But I just... A lot of the times with covers, I will go and try, you know, just test it, test the waters and see how it turns out. And then if it, you know, if it all connects, then, then I'm good. Then we'll just, you know, get it out there, put it out into the universe and let people decide. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I love your covers. You I mean, even with um, Brian Power. Um, uh, oh, yeah. You did. Um, Soulful House. Yes. Oh, the Just, just Us. Just Us. Yes. The, um. Uh, yeah, that's like again. That's like one of my favorite songs because my brother used to pe- play that a lot. So um, yeah, and I just thought it'd be fun to do like a soulful house version of you know the two tons. So yeah, I thought why not? And um, and I think it was great because you know gave it a little twist, different twist rather. Um, you know, because he got a male vocalist on there, Richard Burton, who mm-hmm. smashed it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, those house mixes are great and and what's the music oh that's one of my favorites oh okay yeah it's funny because you're 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 quite you know diverse in your in your in your taste in music which is great because i find a lot of people know hills for you know the stuff that i've done for me but outside of that a lot of people don't know all the other you know songs that are featured on that might not necessarily be like a the hill street soul sound that you know mm-hmm. so it's interesting that you picked up on those that's amazing <laughs> hey like i said in my introduction good music is good music i love house i love r&b <laughs> i love jazz i like pop i like i like everything more only everything. thing 
Only thing I can't deal with is heavy metal too much. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I can't. Well, even like, um, like obviously, Afrobeats is in right now. I like that, but in small doses. Right. Not too much, because right. it can get a bit too, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I like a bit of everything, so. So, yeah. Um, We're we going to play that. We're going to play a little bit of that um, um, Brian Powers also. So, but before we get to that. Oh, I, cool. Yeah, I just want to, I want to play a little bit of that music. That's my jam. <laughs> Love it. That's your jam. Okay. That's my jam. <laughs> and um, and uh, the other one that you just came out, I just did uh, another remix to it. Oh, oh Soul Train. Yeah, yeah with, Soul Train. Um, that one is fire, that's too. That's been, that's quite old, though. Yeah. That was a while ago. That was what was that was released like in 2017. Yeah, just yeah. a while ago. Yeah, a while ago. But yeah, they they've just re, re uh, remixed it and came out with another version of it, which I like. Yeah, also. which I like actually. Yeah, I liked it. I, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, matter of fact, that was one of my yeah. songs of the day. Oh no, was it was it the song of the day? It was one of the songs that I was saying that you were coming on the show. I don't remember which one it was, but I I know I played it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were playing it. Yeah, you did. You did. I think you did. I think it was a song of a day as well. You know what? I'm going to play a little bit of that soul train. Yo, check this out, y'all. This just came out. It's a remix of a song that she did back in the 2017. But the remix is so fire. I got to play it right now. It's called uh, Soul Train. had to give you a little bit of that <laughs> i'm trying to make my way up to um the latest project <laughs> because okay cool it's the great the latest project is insane also i love everything on there and you work with so many of my <laughs> my, my people from reggie myricks to lorenzo and you know so it's like a family yeah. thing as far as i'm concerned i said because you know, I talked to all these people, you know, Lorenzo and Reggie and, and Noel. I spoke oh, to. I didn't know you knew Reggie. Yeah. Oh, it's a small world. Yeah. Matter of fact, he was one of the first people to come on the podcast. He came on with oh, okay. him in Taiwan about, um, right, okay. a, yeah, a couple of years ago. 
And oh, uh, cool. matter of fact, he's coming on again also. So that's that's the funny thing about it. You're on. Um, I just spoke with Noel. You did with Noel Gordine. You did songs with him. Yeah. Um, Reggie's coming back on. <laughs> so it's like, oh, wow, I got the whole family on here. <laughs> I know. Did you plan it that way? Or it just happened that way? No, it just happened that way. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like you coordinated it. So, you know. No, what what happened is when I when I spoke to Lorenzo, I mean, I told him people that I wanted to be on. And he says, oh, yeah, okay, I can get them. But I wasn't really planning it to be in this particular order. And then Reggie called me <laughs> and said, hey, Troy, you know, I got somebody right. coming on, um, Lamar Kelsley, our new single. And I want to come and talk about it. So I said, okay, come on. So he just happened to fall after Everybody else. <laughs> I think the okay. fact. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't it though? Now we're going to go to Solidified. Okay. Solidified came out yes, in 2006. Third album. Yes. Yeah. That was the third album. Yeah. This album, you know, this got some airplay on US radio. Because I remember listening to the Michael Bazin show in New York. Yes. And hey boy. Michael Bazin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I did a special for him. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, he loved that song, so he got me to do a kind of like a, a a version, you know, with his name mentioned throughout it. So yeah, right. <laughs> I remember that because you know, I that's that's when I was still listening to the radio. I don't really listen to the radio anymore. Ah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, when back then that song got played on a regular especially on that radio station. And um, yeah, everybody was playing that in New York City at the time. We're going to play that. In case y'all don't know, this is called Hey Boy. And it was a, a top 20 hit. It's just a bad record, mm-hmm. you know. And, and <laughs> like she said earlier, her songs are timeless. Like if you hear a song from 2009 and you listen to it now, it still sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, check this out. This is Hey Boy. Thank you. 
conscious when the deepest ocean Joy of pleasure that cannot be measured or at your mind Oh, I, baby, take time I wanna feel the wave of your emotion Sure, we're rolling back and forth and going to and fro. You know I'm yours for sure. Yeah, let me tell you, if you're not feeling that song right there, then you're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> you listen to the wrong podcast, you're not feeling that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh man, yeah, that whole album is incredible. You know, I always get that that one five stars because you got that song "Goodbye." Can we spend some time, baby? Come oh, over with Dwelle. That's just loads. A- <laughs> I even forgot about some of those songs. Honestly, you're bringing it all back now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, you did your thing on that one. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all. Go on over to your favorite listening platform. And uh, download, stream, share. You know, I know you might say, wait a second, that thing is like you know, almost 15 years old or something. Who cares? It's bad. Good music <laughs> never dies. You know, go on there, download it, stream it, share it with your peoples. Let them know that, hey, there's still good music out here. You don't have to listen to what's on mainstream radio. There's a lot of good stuff out there. You just make your own little playlist like I, like I do for you all to listen to. Matter of fact, just going over to Bass Entertainment Playlist. You know, I got Bass Entertainment Playlist 2021, 2022. And this year I changed the name a little bit. I call it the Bass Indie Soul Plus Playlist 2023. And you will just get some incredible songs by some incredible indie artists. And you will be like, wow, there is some good music still out there. You know, <laughs> and lots of it. You know, you just got to tune. You got to take the time to find it. That's what it is. It's not there in your face, like you know, you know, some of the songs, like what what's being produced and promoted in the mainstream. It's not out there like that. So you just got to find the people that know about it. So you found it. It's me. <laughs> go go ahead and um, download Solidified, and like I said, Solidified. Copacetic and cool, um, so organic, and the le- the the latest one. Can love back in love, right? I can't think of the name of the latest album. Back in love and um, Black Rose. D- download all of them because you won't be um, disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Um, I'm gonna play one thing. Let's let's go to uh, Black Rose for a second. Cause, okay, because Black Rose was your entry onto Billboard. Yeah. Yeah. How'd... Amazing. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like a surprise, a good surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the uh, the momentum from Hey Boy and stuff like that helped with the push with um, Black Rose. It certainly did, yeah. I think it's just that thing of, you know, when people are familiar with your previous work and you've got a new body of work, then, yeah, you're onto something. Then. And and on Black Rose you have song a song written with Indy Irie. Um Yeah, it's a song that she had written. So her um I think it was her producer or the uh collaborator. Um basically they allowed me to 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 cover that song, uh Life. 
which yeah, I really love that song. That's one of the songs I do. I like performing live as well. You know, since you love it so much, let's play a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's play. Let's play a little bit of life. And another song I really love off of that is uh, "The Sweetest Day." Oh, okay. That's a wonderful song. Also, how how did that one come to be? You wrote that one, correct? I did, yeah. So that one just, um, you know, I wanted to write a song just kind of because I'm a bit of a, you know, I like I do like reminiscing on my past and childhood because you know they're like sweet memories and stuff. So I kind of wanted to write a song that spoke about that really, just that, um, you know, you're rem- reminiscing on certain little things that you po- possibly don't experience now so it just takes you to a certain time place might be a smell might be a sound of music you know mm-hmm. um so that's what that song's really about and just how things were back in the day man just simpler and you know <laughs> i just felt um you know especially like you know my childhood i you know very happy childhood so i always if i'm feeling quite down i kind of like going back there and just remembering those times you know so it's really talking about that i i agree i mean i look at the kids nowadays and i'm like i mean i'm sure they will have memories of fun times but i'm trying to see but they stay in the house so much yeah so you kind of had to make your fun you know you had to be inventive and creative and but now yeah i think you know the kids are rather spoiled because obviously yeah they've got the phones they've got the computers everything at their disposal so you know you don't get that kind of innocent kind of fun you know that I, we I, used to experience i totally agree you know so let's let's take back let's go back to the life <laughs> when we were kids and play a little bit of life <laughs> yes absolutely, yeah. this is life y'all check this out this is off of 2008 um black rose it was 21 on the billboard R&B and rap albums. Always searching for something new to satisfy the child in you. But when you find it, will you run? Scared of failure, scared of success Standing still is the only option left Only you can choose which one Don't be afraid It is just a Have a vision and a plan, your ambition and a roadmap. What if spirit whispers in your ears? Will you listen or will you run the other way? Can you feel the fear or do it anyway? There's no better moment than a day. Don't be afraid, no, it is 
I love how you just caress that song. It's just so smooth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, oh, thank you. It's so effortlessly. You, you do it so effortless. It's just smooth. It's just it's just like butter. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I like that. You're welcome. Oh, so let me ask you a question. Do you play any instruments? And I know you're self-taught, right? You didn't go to school or anything for a type of music. No, I don't. That's, you know what? That's one of the things I do regret. Um, but I do remember like, when I was really young, um, I started piano lessons, but I really hated it. So I never, I never pursued it. I kind of like, I think I learned the scales and that was it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't want to do it again, but that's, yeah, one of my biggest regrets. I wish I'd stuck it out and, and actually, yeah, um, stayed with it. So but, um, well, it's never yeah, too well, late. You know, I mean, it's, it's never too late to pick up an instrument. So that's something, you know, mm. <laughs> yeah. never too late. So, matter of fact, I was talking to um, never too late. Yeah. No, I was talking to who was it? Oh, Kelly Say. I was talking to Kelly Say, and she was saying, "Joy, I'm still learning instruments. I mean, I have somebody teaching me the bass right now." I said, go ahead, girl, do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's always good if you can, yeah, if you can, if you've got that kind of like um, drive and want to kind of learn something different. Yeah, absolutely. Because it only betters what you do, really, doesn't it? Hey, this is your girl, Castella, and I am listening to my friend Troy on the Bass Entertainment Bass. Podcast. So in, in 2009, you came up with a compilation CD, and I felt like, wait a second, it's so... It's too soon for a compilation CD. She need to have, where's she going? <laughs> uh, no, you know, the reason behind that was, um, you know, after my first album was released on Dome Records, which was a UK-based label, and then my second album, Copacetic, was released on Gut Records. Again, they're based in the UK. So when Shanaki, um licensed uh, my second album, that kind of kickstarted my career in the States. And then from there on, um, Solidified and Black Rose were released on Shanaki, but it was just released in the States. So, um, yeah, a few years down the line, I decided, oh, yeah, because, you know, well, good idea to um, to do the best of. It was mainly for the UK market because those two albums, Black Rose and Solidified, were never released in the UK. So I really wanted to kind of just get my uh, my music out, you know, my home turf. So that was the reason behind it, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking, wait a second, she's leaving? What what the what's going on? No, and, no, no. <laughs> and, and then it was years no, before you had a, a it was years before you had another uh a full album again. Yeah. So after I did the um the best of I kind of just um you know just decided I went and spent some time back home with my folks for about a year and it was just more kind of like I wanted to just um get some musical inspiration you know get live life a bit and just get some inspiration um you know uh, find things to inspire me to write different songs and stuff so it took a while to kind of get back in but it was just you know things happened and but it was just more kind of like I wanted to take a bit of time just to kind of find yeah inspiration for the next project even though yeah it, it took longer than i had you know 
had planned, but yeah, but you, <laughs> it was like a good 10 years in between. Uh, and then, yeah. And then what happened was, um, I mean, even though, you know, to the outside world, it looked like I had disappeared and I wasn't doing music. I was still making music because I was doing a lot of other um, collaborations. One of them being like, funny enough with, um, I think it was in 2013 or 2014. That's when I um, got introduced to Reggie Myrix indirectly um, through um, Noel because Noel was releasing a song called um, No Worries in the UK and he was remixing it and they were looking for a UK singer. So I was recommended that, and obviously I heard the song, loved it, did my thing, they loved it. So that's how that whole introduction to Noel and Reggie um, happened. Um, so, yeah, so I was just in a lot of, I was just doing more collaborative things rather than, um, you know, my own projects. And I did some soulful stuff in between as well um so yeah i was always kind of making music and writing it's just i hadn't done a project of you know hill street soul project that's it well you know those those singles that you were putting out between you know the last project and this current project um well off the chain they were insane like no worries i love that remix oh yeah that's an amazing song i mean um Noel's an incredible songwriter and he's so quick. Give him a song today and he'll have it ready for you tomorrow. Well, I mean, when you're, when you're good together, it's insane. You know, I, I would like to play No Worries, but I'm going to skip over that one. I, I'm trying, you know, to, to speed this up because like you said, there's so many songs. And, but what I will do, I, will, I said I wanted to play a little bit of music though. Okay, okay. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to so, Noel on the latest project. We'll play a little bit of that song. Okay, cool. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to play a little Brian Power um, All right, cool. music. And uh, this is a bad record. Check this out, y'all. Thank you. 
That's a bad remix right there. That's called the white the needle remix. <laughs> yes, white the needle. Yes, yeah, so get the lint off that needle before you put it on that record. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that's one of the songs that she has been, that she worked on during her absence from uh, doing a main uh, um, project. I mean, between that and. Um, um, the Soul Train and uh, uh, Noel Gordine and you know so many other wonderful songs that you worked on during during that time period and a lot of those songs that you released you wind up putting on this album so like between 2020 and 2022 you were still releasing singles and those singles wind up being on the latest project that's correct yeah mm-hmm. so I was working it started it really started with um one Life, a song that I did with, with um, Reggie Myricks, mm-hmm. and it was actually for his project. It was, um, you know, he does these um, compilation EPs, so it was for that project, and then that just kind of took, you know, life of its own. Um, and then Randall from Shanaki heard it and said he wanted to, they wanted to license it and release it. So that's really how that all kind of, because by that time I had no album done. There was nothing in place. It was just let's just do some singles and just, you know, just vibe it out and see how it all works out. Um, so when they put that out, it, you know, it, it had a great reaction at radio. Um, and then I um Randall said to me, you know, I think you you'd sound amazing doing that. Um, Heaven Must Be Like This, the Ohio players. And again, whenever I'm asked to do a cover, I'm always a bit like, oh no, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Um, and then got sent the track, um, who, produced by Prince Damons that happens to work with Dwelle. Loved it, put my vocals on, everything just kind of, yeah, um, worked really well. They released that, and then it was like, okay, before we do, we'd love to do an album, but before we get to that, we want another single. And that other single was uh, Blessed, that I um, collaborated with Noel Gordine on, uh, produced by Lorenzo Johnson. And yeah, and then it's so yeah, it was pretty much kind of like they were putting out singles, and then before I knew it, most of the album was kind of done, and then yeah, and then we had Back in Love, which is you know the current project, yes, which is <laughs> so, fire because for first of all, like an organic process. right, 
And then to top it off, you know, the people, you know, as you just put those singles out, if somebody missed the last one, now they can get everything on one project. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's all on the project. So, <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned One Life. So let's play a little bit of One Life. Yeah. And we said we're going to get to know Wells. I, all right. So let's play a little bit of Blessed. And then we're going to go to the latest sing- single. Okay. Fingerprints. I love that okay, song cool. too. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So this, this this is one life, y'all. Check check this out. I I love this song too. Matter of fact, this whole project is incredible. Go on out, go on, go on and download it. Go ahead and stream it, share it, get the word out. Let's get, let let's get uh, 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 Hill here in the United States. Let's get her on the charts over here. Let's get her rising up on the charts over because this deserves it. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I mean, it really does. And wait a second. And in case you didn't know, we have the one and only Hill Street Soul here on the Bass Entertainment Podcast. <laughs> and this is the first song of the latest project, Back in Love, and it's called One Life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good stepper song too. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, that song was written during the pandemic, actually, just before everything shut down. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember I was supposed to travel to see my folks in Zambia. And yeah, and then they were like, close the borders. So yeah, 
So that's really what that song is about. It was just like, you know, it kind of made me look at life differently and just how fragile and precious life is. And it was like, you really have to just enjoy and live live life. So yeah, that's what inspired that song really. <laughs> I mean, you know, the pandemic was such an inspiration. I mean, it's, it's difficult people, right? it was, but it, it caused people to sit alone and think. Yeah, absolutely. And reinvent. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I think about um, people saying, oh, there's not a, people are not taking jobs like they, you know, they want people to work again. But I think people found out that they was burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Definitely. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like over there, but over here, a lot of people that um, kind of were in jobs and obviously since the pandemic, so they don't want to go back to work, the office anymore. <laughs> Everybody just wants to work from home now. Yeah. You realize you just get caught up in that rat race, you know? Yep. I mean, I I had a regular 95. I was close to retiring anyway, but um, the pand- pandemic forced me to retire earlier. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, you know about, about eight months earlier or something like that. And yeah. during that time afterwards, that's how this whole podcast came to be. Because I was like, you know what? what? Um, now that I'm retired from a regular nine to five, what am I going to do with my time when I'm not, you know, um, working with my daughter and, you know, taking her to swim lessons and music lessons and all that type of stuff. What, what am I going to do for, for, for my soul a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. That's how the, uh, the podcast came to be because that's the way he's thinking, you know, I used to do show, uh, showcases for indie artists in New York City in right. two, 2006, 7, 8, 9. And I said, well, the pandemic hit. I really can't do showcases anymore. But what I can do is showcase and do a podcast. Yeah, amazing. And so you yeah. have to be inventive and that's out the box there. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> so that's how this all came to be. And now um, I have a show that I'm doing my first show, you know, since retiring, since pandemic, since 2009, two, no, 2011. Um, this is the first show that I'm going to do and I'm bringing it to Connecticut. I live in Connecticut now. I don't live in New York any longer, but I consider Connecticut the suburbs of New York. (laughs) So I have, (laughs) I'm going to do a a jazz show up here in September and just to, you know, to get my feet back into it again and get the name out. So, yeah. yeah. So if if you, if anybody's in the tri-state area, if you're in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, um, Come on up to Connecticut on September 16th in Newtown, Connecticut for the Bass Entertainment Gala. It's going to be three incredible jazz artists, um, Ty Stevens and Soul Jazz. And it's going to be um, Steve Kroon, who worked with uh, Luther Vandross and Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga and Roberta Flack. So many people. He's going to be presenting a, a Latin jazz set. And then we're going to have Carla Cook, who's a universal vocalist with a, a nap for singing classic jazz like Ella and Sarah. And so, you know, we're going to have three different types of jazz. They're all good friends, but they all going to wind up playing together. It's just going to be a jam fest. It's going to be a, like, like I said, with this podcast, it's like family. And I feel like the indie soul scene is family. 
indie soul, indie jazz, all of that, I feel is everybody's one degree of separation. You know, you can reach out like Lorenzo called me and now I had Hill Street, uh, Hill Street and Noel Gordine and Reggie coming back on and so many other people that he turned me on to um, that I've been looking to work with. And you never know how it's all going to come together. So come, <laughs> come on up to uh, Newtown, Connecticut, September 16th and check out the show. There's also um, it's for two. It's also a benefit show for two incredible charities. One is called Anna Grace um, Project. And um, sadly, Anna Grace was murdered in um, um, and Sandy Hook in Newtown, Connecticut, Sandy Hook Elementary School. And her parents started this wonderful foundation they got a school named after anna grace a wonderful school near hartford connecticut that starts kids from first grade all the way to um high high school all the way to 12th grade and uh, they teach in music so it's just strictly a music school oh i mean of course you get your academics also but they really focus in on the music the middle school band was so incredible i felt like they was ready to go out and gig they were so on point. They had still drums up there. They had everything. It was just a wonderful school. I'm so glad. I mean, through tragedy, sometimes comes some of the best things. And this is one of the best things that's come out of that tragedy. And I'm glad that I'm able to help promote it and help, um, you know, raise a little funds for it. So come on up for that. And also we have Chelsea Charity. Chelsea is a wonderful little girl here in Danbury, Connecticut, and she started a charity when she was in elementary school. At a young age, she said, you know what? Art helps people. Art makes people feel good. Art relaxes people. So she wanted. She started a charity where she gets art lessons and art supplies and um, as, as well as clothing and everything for um, people at risk, children at risk all over the country. And uh, she's been on national TV and everything. She's just an amazing little girl. Well, now she's a middle school. Now she's going to high school. So matter of fact, her and Indigo, my daughter, are in the same class. They both graduated yesterday <laughs> from middle school. So, yeah, um, come on out. Come on out. Let's let's bless that evening. Let's sell this place out. Let's show people in Connecticut that there is space and people that want to hear good jazz music, good soul music. And uh, I'm honored to be the catalyst for that. So sorry, Hill, I had to just get that out. <laughs> oh, that's all good. <laughs> all important. It's very important. Hey, everybody, this is Yazira, and you're listening to Troy Sanders on the Bass Entertainment Podcast. What's 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 next for you, Hill? I'll, hopefully, I'll, hopefully I can get you on one of the shows. Let me find out. I, now that I'm starting to throw my hat back in the promotion <laughs> ring. So, I, yeah, so I'm hoping um, just basically at the moment I've been touring the UK. Um, so I'm looking to sort of do a lot more touring and hopefully I will reach the US at some point, trying to make it happen for the fall. Um, so that is really what's next. And then, I'm, you know, I'm writing new stuff as well because i want to be kind of like um prepared for the next project i don't want to wait another 10 years so <laughs> i'm doing that as well always trying to stay creative but the main thing is yeah just getting um you know getting the album promoting the album on the road really getting that um yeah getting out there and and sharing the music on the live stage really 
I'm, hopefully when you come to the city or come to the U.S. or if you're in New York or, you know, anywhere in this tri-state area, let me know. I would love to come out and see you and support. All right, cool. We'll definitely do that. Yeah. Most definitely. And I'll bring my vinyl, Soul Organic vinyl with me. Okay. <laughs> definitely. Tell, tell the people where they can follow you. Let's see. What, uh, I know you have your, your website. Tell them the website again and, and what um, platforms are you on? Sure. So um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. New thing to me, but I'm on TikTok as well. Um, but all the links, if you go to my website, which is www.hillstreetsoul.com, hill with one L. And you'll see all the links that will take you to all the various um, social media platforms. So you can, yeah, you'll find me, you'll find me on there. So that's the best way to reach me, really. And she's always giving you a little something. She give you a little singing from the studio. She's preparing for the shows. You know, she's always giving you a little something, yeah. a little, a little insight into what she's doing. So it's always wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. I'm, I'm really trying to um, stay on top of my you know, social media, because it's that's just like another job in itself, really. <laughs> so, yeah. Who are you jealous? People, you know, to keep it yeah, <laughs> definitely. My partner's like, all right, you are on this um, computer too much. And you every time I turn around, you on Instagram, you're doing <laughs> this and, and that. <laughs> and it is, uh, it's very tight. It's very like consuming, isn't it? It really is. It is. And then to top it off, you know, when I put up those songs of the day and stuff like that, I wanted to look a certain way. So okay, <laughs> I, I just can't throw it up there, you know, make it look a mess. So I'm taking my time, you know, making sure everything <laughs> is just right. And the song plays at the right point of the, of the, of the, of the, of the um, reel. So you get the best right, part of okay. the song, you know, it's a whole lot of, you know, that goes into that. <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. <laughs> but you do it so well. Thank you. I, I'm trying my best. So, you know, um, you know, I do it out of love and, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, it, it, it reaches through masses. Hopefully people get in and people listen and they enjoy it, you know? And who knows when you, when you do the uh, things out of love, good things come back to you. So, so we're going to play blessed and then we're going to end it on uh, uh, fingerprints. Oh, cool. Okay. So this is blessed, y'all. This is, uh, we, we said we wasn't going to play the other Noel Gordine song. Because also I played that, I played that on his podcast episode, the one that he, you and he did, um, um, No oh, Worries. okay. I played No Worries. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, because that's his song. So yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I played that on his episode, on his episode. So on this episode, I'm going to play Blessed. And once again, it's featuring Noel Gordine. Never know, never know 
Another banger, another banger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me let me let me ask you this question. In the past, well, shoot, it's going on twenty five years. Um, what do you think is one of the main things in your career that really that you really hold dear? That you're like, wow, I was able to witness this, that, or I was able to do that. Um, what is one of those moments that you really feel like? that will go down as one of your finest moments? I think I would say, I mean, gosh, it's hard to just pinpoint one specific thing because obviously one of the things is music allowed me to travel abroad. Um, Without that, you know, I definitely wouldn't have probably seen a lot of the States, you know, the US. I got to see different parts of the US. But I think one of the highlights was when I was called, it was like a last minute thing, but I got to perform in. with Terence Blanchard and his orchestras, that was incredible. That was definitely a wow moment for me. Um, it was in uh, honor of Spike Lee because um, Terence does, does a lot of his musical scores. So that was, yeah, definitely a career highlight. And I, you know, just got to perform alongside like Patty Austin and Bilal, and it was, you know, in some beautiful locations. So definitely, I was, I would say that's probably one of the most standout things that I I can think of top of my head right now. Wow. Do you think you want to do some jazz? Uh, do you know what? I'm always open-minded because I feel like um, my music, I do feel like I have influences from, you know, all types of music anyway. And I've always been that way. Um, I don't know if I, you know, people consider me like a jazz singer, but I definitely appreciate it. And I kind of probably have little inflections of it, you know, within my music um, never say never to be honest with you, because I keep try and keep an open mind because I like my reggae. I love, you know, I love a bit of like, you know, um trying to get some some of my African influences in my music of my, you know, from my 
um, you know, my my country of birth. Um, so I'm very, yeah, I'm really open to that that kind of fusion, if you like, within Ooh, my music. I think that'd be hot. <laughs> I think the next album should yeah, be. Right? Yeah, I think the next album should be, you know, a, a fusion thing. You know, you get definitely. Me- I think I, you know what it's something that I've always would love to do actually. Um, but it is quite. A, you know obviously it's quite a process so you kind of have to be in that right mindset and but it's i think something that i'm working towards absolutely mm, i can't wait for that <laughs> <laughs> so i've done the soft house thing now so yeah i want to try something um something different definitely yeah we're gonna put that in the universe because I, I i yeah put it out there right yeah i envision that's going to be fire <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. You gave me the album title as well now, Fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to tell you thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. It has been oh, a total pleasure. In my pleasure as well. well. Thank you so much for asking for me. Um, and it's been great chatting to you. Um fantastic platform so you know i feel very humbled and honored that you've included me on it so thank you as well oh like i said it's my pleasure and i want to shout out to the to the rest of the family i want to shout out to lorenzo johnson and and reggie myricks and noel gordine and gordon chambers and all those people that's <laughs> part of the family you know they all have been on this podcast and i just love them all <laughs> yeah Randall, you just said there's amazing people in here yes and uh, yes, let's let's keep this family going. Let's keep it growing strong and keep everything and beautiful and, and such a beautiful vibe. And I, I want to thank everybody for listening and and um, staying with me all these, you know, for the couple of years going on three years now and look for bigger and better. And, you know, my mind is always going and always expanding and always thinking of new things to do. So, you know, it's going to be a wonderful ride. Just jump on the roller coaster. Let's go. <laughs> so that sounds like an Ohio player song that does right <laughs> it is <laughs> it's a love roller coaster yes <laughs> and we we are going to end this podcast with the wonderful um um fingerprints that yeah. was produced by Mr. Lorenzo Johnson as was blessed as well so yeah he's been putting the work in so yeah he's amazing so there you go. What a way to end it, eh? Yes. Let's end it with the with the gentleman that helped put us together today. Mr. Yeah. Lorenzo Johnson. Yeah. And fingerprints is like there's something about it. Yeah. The the whole the whole groove is smooth. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And um I look forward to talking to you. I look forward to seeing you. I think this is just a, the start of a uh it's just the beginning, shall we say. Oh, and likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you all listeners. Thank you. Everybody that's listening all over the world. And I'm honored and I'm blessed I can be that catalyst and that um, cur- this, a curator for you all to the indie soul scene and um, able to bless you all with this type of music and, and make you all feel good. You know, like, like um, Hill said earlier, there's a lot of there's enough things trying to bring us down, you know. We need things to lift us up and make us feel good, and uh, calm our minds and spirits. And music is that thing. 
So if this podcast and the music that I play is helping to calm your spirits and make you feel good and take your mind off the negativity for a minute, then I've done my job. And um, I'm glad that you're here. And wherever you're at around the world, peace and blessings and let's love on one another. And once again, this is Fingerprints. Have a good one, y'all.